Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Here's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. We're going to be talking uh, some real serious topics like uh, the Washington football team name change and other name changes in professional sports. Proud dad moment. Going to kick off the episode. We're going to talk Major League Baseball, USA Basketball, uh, trophies, and so much more. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. From Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network, you're listening to the Sports Stove Podcast with your host, Vince Stover. Welcome in to a new edition of the Sports Stove Podcast brought to you by Yeti Coolers and Skull Candy. And today we've got a packed full episode for you. Dad is back with me tonight as well. Dad, how you doing today? Doing good, doing good. Every week's a week closer to football season, as you say. <laughs> so we're doing good, but a lot of, a lot of sports stuff going on. Uh, a lot of enjoyable stuff with baseball and just a lot of things here for the summer. So. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, we've got, we've had a little bit of technical difficulties here tonight. So hopefully, uh, that will not continue. Hopefully everybody can see us fine and hear us fine as well. Uh, lots of things happening tonight. I want to start off the episode though, uh, dad with a proud dad moment. Uh, my boys are at church camp this week and in the uh, youth camp. They get to play in sports tournaments, and my soon-to-be 13-year-old son, he's there with teenagers uh, 18 years old to 12 years old in that range, and uh, today he was playing in the football tournament on his team, and uh, they he got an interception during the game today. Of course, I was not there to see it, uh, but we started getting text messages telling me that my 12-year-old son got an interception in youth camp in the football tournament, so uh, shout-out to Brett. And uh, his big play and excited to see my wife is actually right now sending me pictures of, of everything going on today and uh, really excited about uh, the opportunities that he has there in the play. Uh, Dad, you think of proud moments. Um, 
How about proud fan moments? Nashville Predators uh, held a press conference today to announce the retirement of uh, Pekka Rene, the goalie. And uh, a lot of stuff coming out on social media about that as well. But, uh, Dad, what do you have to say about Pekka Rene uh, there in the Nashville Predators? Well, that that was great to see. I know Nashville will do a good job celebrating that. Uh, it was it was a great opportunity for him. The last game he played in, um, yeah. he had a great game. Uh, they won. Um, yeah, I think he set some individual records on that. Pecorino by far is the most popular predator they've ever had, and probably the most talented predator up to this time they've ever had. And he's been a great ambassador uh, for predator hockey. He's been a great goaltender. He's won a lot of awards and really, I think in a lot of ways, put the predators on the map, but always gave the fans a lot to cheer for. You know, when you have a great goalie and the goalie plays well, I remember games that I went to and you went to, you know, there was not much more exciting than a great save in some ways. I mean, it was great when your team scored, but uh, Pekka Rene made some saves that were incredible over the years. And um, he, he's been very important to the history of the Nashville Predators, and I'm sure we'll be going forward. Yeah, Rene's last game, 5-0 shutout, I think over Carolina, if I remember right. Uh, and the Nashville Predators have done a great job on their social media pages of uh, thanking Pekka Rene, videos out and things like that, Pekka Rene of course, has put out things as well, thanking the fans. So a fun thing for Nashville uh, and excited. Honestly, I'm happy he's not going somewhere else. I thought maybe he would play another year or two and end up having to go somewhere else to play. It's neat that he can end uh, in Nashville. And you're right, a, definitely a fan favorite, if not the the fan favorite in Nashville as well. A couple other small hockey notes. I know we don't have a huge hockey fan base that listens to us, so we won't spend too much time on it. Zach Parise. And Ryan Suter both uh, got bought out from the Minnesota Wild. Uh, so they are now free agents. Of course, the expansion draft is coming up very soon for Seattle Kraken. And uh, and so all the offseason stuff kicking off here real soon for the NHL. Dad, though, I want to transition over to uh, Major League Baseball, kind of sticking with the proud dad moment. Uh, let's talk briefly about the Major League Baseball draft. Of course, it's one of the most exciting moments and a kid's life and parents' lives, I think, when someone gets drafted into any professional sport. Uh, the the news kind of, at least that, that we were paying attention to, was the Vandy pitchers. They ended up going 2-10. and 10. Rocker dropped the 10. Uh, and the Mets, a lot of that having to do with inconsistency in the last season, even though he was really good. Um, then, uh, I, well, let's talk about that first. What are your thoughts on uh, the, the top 10 picks, I guess, in the MLB draft? Well, I mean, it looked good. I think it was a great idea to have the draft in conjunction with the All-Star game here. I know in the past, a lot of times the draft would happen, and I didn't even know it was happening, and they had it going on at the same time. So I think that was really good. A lot of excitement around baseball. Um, you know, looks like there were some great players, great prospects. A lot of high school guys uh, were drafted early, I think even in the first 10 um, Vanderbilt players are, seem like are always ready for the pros. And, uh, these two guys, I'm sure will both do well and may do well very quickly. There's a lot of people there. They're on teams where they'll have, um, the opportunity, I would think there. And, um, they did well. I kept up a little bit with my Giants. It was interesting that they drafted a pitcher from Mississippi State. 
the guy that was the hero kind of in the um, College World Series, and hopefully he'll do well also. Yeah, you know, it's funny. You said that it's, that they did good by doing it around the the baseball all-star game, but they also went up against the NBA Finals and uh, something else. I forget what else is going on. Uh, maybe Stanley Cup. I don't remember, but something else going on the same night as well. Uh, maybe they could have pushed it back a night and actually had the night to themselves. But nonetheless, it did go off. The Pirates take uh, first over pick was a catcher out of Louisville. Yeah. Uh, they also drafted two footprints. Uh, the one guy that has offers from the University of Michigan, and then another guy, uh, who is a four star, I believe, receiver commit to Clemson to play football as well. So they're looking, uh, some different places, uh, just all around athletes, I suppose. And we've seen some guys, Jeff Samarja is probably one of the bigger, I say more recent names. It's been a while now, uh, that had a good college football career and ended up playing baseball. Kyler Murray, of course, was a lot of talk about that when he was drafted by the A's. And then he decided to go back for another year at Oklahoma to play football and ended up being the number one overall NFL draft pick. And so, uh, so that didn't work out for the baseball team, but uh, the Pirates taking some swings. And then did I see the Angels used all their picks on pitchers? I'm not sure if that's actually true or a joke or not, but uh, 20, no, 20 draft picks? My goodness. Uh, so there's that as well in Major League Baseball. Home Run Derby was this week. Uh, Dad, did you watch any of the Home Run Derby? I did. I did. Watched the first part of it there and kind of kept up with it as it went along. And they did a good job of, um, I think, of, of putting that off. I think they had good people in it. And, um, you know, a couple of my fantasy players, I didn't even know sure who all was in it because you heard about the top two guys. Um, so as I watched the lineup, I thought, wow, a couple of my fantasy guys made the home run derby and one guy got to the finals. So, um, looked like it did well. Looks like, I, I think over the years, they've tweaked the rules and the guidelines a little bit and it looked like it moved quickly. Um, and it did well. You know, most of the matches were close. Um, you know, it looked like one guy'd be way ahead and then all of a sudden, you know, they get that extra minute and man, oh man, they got in their groove and and it, it changed. So I you know, it was amazing. I think it'd be fun to go to, you know, the park was absolutely packed. And um, you know, it looked like that'd be a fun event um to be at the home run derby, you know, as well as the game. Yeah, Pete Alonso goes back to back, uh, home run derby champion. The, uh, home run derby seemed to go off without a hitch. It's interesting. A lot of people, uh, if they're going to complain about the home run derby now, what they seem to go off on is the pitchers for the home run derby complaining, well, if they would have thrown it here or done it faster or done this or done that, then their person could have won. But I think it's always funny, uh, the things that people get kind of uh, caught up on when it comes to those kinds of things. Home run derby, uh, went off well. Uh, the All-Star game going off tonight, I believe, uh, as of this recording, and uh, everybody getting ready for that. Then we'll get to the second half of baseball. We'll talk about that more in other episodes. But one thing I do want to mention about the second half of the Major League Baseball season, Chicago White Sox star Eloy Jimenez uh, is set to return in the second half of the season. He's going to start his rehab uh, pretty soon here in the minor leagues and then eventually working his way back up to playing uh, for the White Sox. White Sox have had a decent season here. They're in the hunt right now, definitely in the playoff runnings as well. Uh, Dad, what kind of uh, boost can Eloy Jimenez give to the White Sox? I mean, it should be great. He's a great hitter, and um, I think it'll go 
like I said, they've got a good team. Uh, at this stage, you know, in baseball, as the season goes along, you need depth. Uh, you need people there. Other things will come along, and he'll provide that. And uh, I, you know, I don't know exactly where he'll bat or whatever, and I, know, I don't remember exactly who their DH is, but he'll definitely fit in, be no doubt about that. And the White Sox have played well. Um, and other teams in that division have kind of dropped off, but the White Sox have stayed right there and may end up, you know, being the best team in the American League. And I'm sure um, he'll be a great help to them. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be exciting to see him come back. It's good that he's able to get back this early in the season. He says he's feeling great, uh, better than he felt in spring training. So I expect him to come back and do good things and be a real boost there to Chicago. Uh, they're in the second half of the season. Let's get into basketball, uh, starting with the USA basketball team. First of all, the under 19 team, by the way, won gold. They, uh, they did what they were supposed to do winning champion, uh, the championship there, but the men's United States basketball team playing in the Olympics here coming up in just a couple weeks lost two. That's right. Two exhibition games, uh, here in a row. Uh, a lot of backlash right now coming. I've seen it coming back on Coach Popovich as he's leading the way. Not a whole lot of uh, talk about the players right now. Of course, there's been news, uh, ESPN personality uh, going off and maybe saying some things he shouldn't have said and whatnot from there. Um, Dad, does the exhibition loss really matter, uh, especially two of them? Well, I, I think if nothing else, it will give other teams confidence um, from there, I was reading today a little bit, you know, the Australia guys said, you know, they expected to win. And that was the thing, you know, it used to be the United States team would play and, you know, you were an underdog. You had to really work to get up for it. If everybody thinks they're on equal footing, and like I said, there's NBA players scattered all through, all through here. You know, it used to be, well, these guys play together all year. I heard a thing about the United States team, you know, I was Popovich saying that, well, you know, these guys, it takes a while to gel together or whatever. Well, straight, I know at least had one NBA guy or others. He hadn't played with them the whole time. So I, I think it'll, the exhibition losses will probably give people more confidence. And I think anytime you're playing and the other team, you know, legitimately believes they, they can win, um, then, you know, you can't make a lot of mistakes. And um, apparently the United States have had their share, um, you know, of, of mistakes there. So um, it'll be interesting. You know, they could very easily run the table when they get into the Olympics. But to do it easily, um, you know, I've always heard that the talent level, well, you got so many more people in the NBA now from other countries. Um, and, again, you know, these guys are good. Um, Where they have good teams around them, I don't know. You know, I know Luca, his team, you know, qualified and he's capable of going off by himself. So um, it's, it's going to be interesting. I think it'll be interesting to see how the United States reacts. Um, The key would be, I think, you know, okay, we got to work together as a team here and we've got to be better. I, I wonder if there isn't 10 guys that are all saying, Hey, just give me the ball. I mean, we're having trouble here. Give me the ball and I'll win this for us. Um, and that's going to be the key is getting to play, I think, together as a team because um, they could have trouble. 
Yeah, I've not had a chance to watch the games yet, the exhibition games. But, you know, when you, you look at gone are the days where the USA is just completely more talented than everybody else. Because if you look in NBA right now, the, some of the top stars in the NBA are uh, foreign-born players. Luka Doncic, Giannis Antetokounmpo are two just to name them. Then you look at guys not necessarily playing in the Olympics. Jamal Murray, he's a Canadian. Wiggins is a Canadian. Uh, you've got Canadians. You've got Europeans. You've got... Uh, all these different people now that are in and around different places. And listen, this team, they've only practiced for about a month here as uh, this team completely together. And actually, they're not even all together yet. There's three guys playing in the finals that's going to join the team once the finals is done as well. So, yes, the USA, I, I'm not going to overreact to exhibition losses. I'll lean towards even what one other person said, Wayne G, who's been on the show before, you know, in 92 when the college team came in and scrimmaged and won, that was the last loss the 92 team ever had. And uh, so, but this is two exhibition losses, and these guys are not as talented as the 92 team. But they now know, hey, this is not going to be easy. And you know, I don't blame Coach Popovich yet. I don't blame the players yet. These are scrimmages. You're allowed to lose scrimmages. It's okay. Uh, but when when game time comes, when it's a real time to play, I'm interested to see if this roster has what it takes to get through the tough opponents they're going to face because most of the major superstars are sitting out this Olympics. And, uh, and it, it's kind of cyclical for America. Every now and then we'll get a team that's it's not that they're bad players or anything, but they're not as good as they could be. And they lose, they get bronze or whatever, and then the next Olympics comes around and all the superstars are back. You know, um, it, it's it's one of those things. I think America can still win. I'm not completely, you know, lost hope or anything in the team. I think there's still a chance. I think Coach Popovich is a good coach. I think the players respect him. They've got the right guys there as far as what was available for them. With the one exception, Kevin Love's on the team, and nobody knows why Kevin Love's on the team. He hasn't played in three seasons, basically. And when he has played, he hasn't shown a willingness to actually play. And so Kevin Love's there. We don't know why. Uh, will he ever see the floor? Who knows? But this USA team is talented, and they'll get more talented when the guys from the finals show up as well. And so I, at this point, I haven't lost hope. I'm not too concerned about it. We know the competition's tougher, and we expect them to uh, have some struggles along the way, and hopefully those still go for gold. Now, speaking of the NBA Finals, the Suns lead the series Two to one. The Bucks dominated game three in Milwaukee. Not totally surprising. Uh, Milwaukee's had a great home record this season. Game four is tomorrow evening, Wednesday night, nine o'clock. It'll be aired on ABC. Milwaukee is the favorite in game four. I think the Suns take game four personally, and I think they take, take control of the series. You know, the, the old saying that uh, the series doesn't start till a road team wins. Well, I think that's going to happen tomorrow night. But I don't count out Milwaukee. They're a good team. They have a lot of talent. Uh, I don't trust their coach. Uh, coach Bud is just not a great coach. He's got great talent on the team, though. And uh, so Milwaukee could definitely continue to win at home especially. But I'm going to give it to the Suns uh, there in game four, and we'll see how all that shakes out. All right, if you're listening to us live right now, stay with us. If you're listening to the podcast version, we're going to take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, Tampa Bay and how they handle trophies. 
And then we're going to get into a conversation about team name changes. Uh, but again, if you're live, stay with us. We'll continue on with more content coming right back. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoiced. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. All right, Dad, why don't you tell the listeners about Yeti Coolers? Yeah, summer is here, and Yeti has everything you need for to make your summer celebration, your weekends, what it needs to be. Got the Rody 24 hard cooler to store your drinks and your food in. Uh, they got the Rambler 12-ounce coaster can insulator to keep your drinks cool. And for your travel, the Crossroads 22 luggage. Yeti has a lot of great products. Folks really need to go check that out. There's great deals right now. Just click the link on the YouTube description or the in the podcast notes, and you'll find these great products and great deals this summer from Yeti. And we're not partnered just with Yeti. We're also partnered with Skull Candy. And the mini and mighty dime earbuds from Skull Candy, they say, bring on those expensive look-at-me earbud brands. Dime backs down to no one. You get easy-to-use controls, a comfortable fit, and the signature Skull Candy Supreme Sound, all in a beautiful tiny package and for a beautiful tiny price of just $24.99. Only Skull Candy headphones are custom-tuned to deliver music you can feel, from the lyrics in your soul to the bass in your bones. Visit the Skull Candy link in the YouTube description or in the podcast notes, and that way they know that we sent you from the Sports Stove Podcast. All right, let's get back to the sports content, Dad. A lot of uh, conversation happened around the Super Bowl Lombardi Trophy when Tom Brady tossed it from one boat to another to Rob Gronkowski. Now images have surfaced of the Tampa Bay Lightning with a dented, bent Stanley Cup trophy. What is wrong with the Tampa Bay players? Do they have no respect for the trophies? Well, I mean, I'm a little surprised because hockey, of course, hockey has a tradition where I think each player gets the cup for a day or sometimes it's taken overseas, and they've used it for a lot of different things. But as far as it being done, I'm sure this went back to the thing with the Bucs. Um, you know, they got an idea from there. Um, 
you know, I mean, it, it, it is a trophy. There was a time when winning the trophy was very, very important. And, and, you know, you'd be careful with it from there. Um, I'm sure this was a deal though, you know, again, when Tom Brady does something, um, you know, it's the thing to do. And I'm sure the lightning went into this, you know, with the plan of, of things with the Stanley cup. And, um, you know, like I said, in some ways, I would think hockey purists, this really bothers them. There is a history, though, of letting people have the cup for a day, and there's a lot of history of what's been done with the cup, from what I understand. Yeah, it's it's really an incredible thing. One of the greatest things about hockey is what they do with the Stanley Cup, uh, the opportunity to travel with it, and, and how it goes. Actually, uh, our friend Rod Peterson had on his program now several weeks ago uh, the guy who takes care of the Stanley Cup trophy throughout the year and talked with him about all that stuff. So really interesting. Go back and find that interview with Rod Peterson on the Rod Peterson show. But, um, you know, especially in more recent years and probably way back then too, there's been a lot of stories about the partying going on with the Stanley Cup. And this is probably not the first time that it's been damaged, uh, in, in the aftermath of hockey. It's just kind of. Uh, coincidence, I suppose, that Tampa has been involved now with two scary or interesting trophy situations, uh, for there. I can only imagine if the Lombardi trophy would have went into the bay and sunk to the bottom, what would have happened then? But it didn't, right? Brady made a good pass. Gronk made a good catch. All was fine with the world. The lightning players, uh, little, little more careless, I suppose, and, uh, and doing damage to the Stanley Cup. They'll get it fixed. Everything will be fine. And uh, at the end of the day, no one will remember too much uh, about it either. It doesn't seem like it's been a legendary story or anything at this point. So uh, just a, just an interesting photo, nonetheless, of the damaged Stanley Cup finals there. Uh, we're going to get into our main topic in just a minute. But first, I want to touch real quick on UFC 264 over the weekend. Dustin Poirier, Conor McGregor was the headline event. Uh, McGregor loses by doctor stoppage. He broke his uh, tibula and fibula. Uh, and during the fight, Dustin Poirier called the winner by TKO. A lot of talk going on right now about this fight and, and a lot of people upset with Connor because of the things that he said. And I in no way defend uh, his threatening of not just Dustin Poirier, but his wife saying that he will murder them uh, in their beds. And that's that's not ideal. Uh, so I don't support that. Uh, that talk from Conor McGregor. But this fight is not one that we can say, oh, yeah, Dustin Poirier, clearly the winner. He is the winner because of the broken leg. But it was one round of fight, which means so much could have happened in the second round. Adjustments could have been made. Uh, tactics could have been changed. And I just hate that we're sitting here now going, Conor's done. He's never going to win again. And And listen, maybe Poirier wins the fight if they fight five rounds or maybe Poirier knocks him out in another round. Who knows? It's very possible. Uh, Dustin clearly won the first round, but this fight was not over. And so for that reason, I think we had to lay off a little bit here of the Conor McGregor is done talk and uh, and understand that if he comes back and fights again, he still has a good chance of coming back and winning. I'm not sure how the fight would have turned out, but I think the second round would have been better than the first round for Conor McGregor at the very least. A lot of interesting things happen. Gilbert Burns upset Stephen Thompson. We told you that was going to happen. Uh, bam, bam, tied to Avasa. Knocked out Greg Hardy to our all like solid, good human beings cheered for that. Greg Hardy 
needs to get his face punched in multiple more times and be humbled and uh, and injured so he cannot fight anymore. Uh, we are not Greg Hardy fans on this program. Tied to Avasa with the big win there. Uh, Sean O'Malley beats the debut Chris Mutino, but Mutino earned a lot of fans in that fight as well. So uh, it was a good card overall, and a lot of good fights happened. Uh, the next The next fight is this Saturday, UFC Fight Night. And uh, some more fights coming up and some great pay-per-views coming up down the road as well. All right, Dad, now I want to transition and spend a little bit of time uh, talking about a topic that I've had a lot of time to think on, this idea of the uh, name changes. Washington football team got rid of the name Redskins and uh, transitioned to the Washington football team. Then a lot of news has come out here. Uh, because they announced that next year they will announce their new team name. So this is a segment that we like to call what's simmering because we've had a chance to think about it for a little bit. So let's transition into this segment of what's simmering. All right. The Washington football team is making a name change. But one of the things that came out this week, Dad, is that they announced they would not be using the name Warriors because of its ties with Native Americans. And they have decided to go a direction that has nothing to do with Native Americans. Part of that then turned into a conversation about the Golden State Warriors and what they should do. We were already planning on talking about this, but this afternoon, an article was posted from bellyupsports.com from our friend Parker Ainsworth. And he went on to say, you need to go and read the article so you can, I'm not going to tell you everything the article said, but ultimately said the Warriors need to change their name, the Golden State Warriors, and they need to do it soon and get ahead of everything else and be the first so-called Warriors to make the name change. And I told Parker through social media that I disagreed with them. And I told him I'd explain it here. And so here we go. The Golden State Warriors, what's so offensive about the name Warriors? Is Cowboys offensive to Cowboys? Is Islanders offensive to those who live on the island? Uh, how about the Knights? Are all the old former Knights uh, upset about the connotation that that name brings? Buccaneers, wow, how can you be so mean? Yankees, that's very offensive, is it not? No, of course it's not. Why in the world is Warriors an offensive name? Just because it has ties to uh, a Native American name? As a matter of fact, and Parker points out in his article, the Warriors logo change happened, I believe, in 1969 was the last time the logo had any ties to Native Americans whatsoever. What is so offensive about the name Warriors? Is it, uh, I, I can get it. I understand the Redskins and why that name needed to change. I can see the offense in that. I can see the offense in the old Indians Chief Wahoo logo. I can see the offense in the Atlanta Braves logo that they had for about 30 or 40 years there as well. But Warriors? What's wrong with Warriors? Chiefs? What's wrong with Chiefs? Seminoles, Blackhawks, Braves. These are respectful terms promoting strong, brave, victorious ideals of the Native Americans. We should not erase Native Americans from the sports world. Why are we so quick to say, you know what? Uh, we should not have any name whatsoever tied to Native Americans. If the logo is offensive, we should get rid of it. If the name is that of a skin tone, we should get rid of it. But when it is honoring a tribe, when it is honoring a valor, when it is honoring those that were strong, 
those that were brave, those that were victorious. If it's a respectful term, if it's one that shows honor again to Native Americans, what is wrong with it? We don't seem to care about any other name in the sports world or how it uh, plays on other terms, like Cowboys, for instance. No Cowboy has ever thought, how dare they call a football team the Cowboys? There's nothing wrong with calling a team the Indians. I don't care if the Indians change their name. I honestly don't. And again, their logo, the Chief Wahoo logo, I can see how people say that's not good. Uh, and I've got no problem with that either. But the idea of taking away any name that has any tie to Native Americans, to me, is just absolutely ridiculous. As a matter of fact, people have talked about how offensive the tomahawk ch- uh, chop is, that the Florida State Seminoles, the Atlanta Braves, the Kansas City Chiefs, do these things. I have to tell you, from the earliest of ages that I can remember watching sports, the tomahawk chalk gave me goosebumps. I thought it was the coolest thing in the world, and I don't see anything uh, uh, wrong about it. I don't see how it's offensive. I don't see how it, it mocks or makes fun of. As a matter of fact, to me, it brings up the great ideals of a of a tribe getting ready to head to war. It's motivational. It's inspiring. Uh, it is something that can excite a fan base and I think even motivate a team when thousands of people are at the same time giving the tomahawk chop and the chant as well. Instead of erasing Native Americans from the sports world, how about we highlight them? How about we continue to promote the good things that come with this? When the things are honoring and respectful, they should be applauded and not erased as well. I know we live in a world with the popular term, of cancel culture. And I know that we're trying to get rid of bad things and I'm okay with getting rid of bad things. But the Warriors, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with Seminoles. I don't think there's anything wrong with with a tribe as long as it is presented in the right way, as long as the logo is not cartoonish and offensive, as long as it's not mocking the tribe. I wouldn't have even heard of Seminole Indians had it not been for the Florida State football team. And over years, finally, you know, you learn about it, and, and I immediately associate it with football and with uh, the excitement of the chants and the things that happen in the, in the stadium as well. Listen, I am obviously not a cancel culture person. I'm not for canceling anyone and everyone the moment that something is done that you don't agree with. There are things that must be gotten rid of. There are things that must change to help us uh, better honor the past. But at the end of the day, there are so many of these names that are non-offensive. As a matter of fact, they're the exact opposite. They're not meant to offend. And not only are they not meant to, unless you just want to be offended, they will not offend you. Warriors is a non-offensive term, and there's no reason for Golden State to change their name. Now, if they want to for marketing purposes, for making money purposes, by all means, go for it. But to do it because it's an offensive term, that's just pushing over to a small minority of people who decide that they want to be upset about something. Cleveland Indians, they're going to change their name. I don't understand it. It's not offensive. But I do get that because the logo was offensive for so long, that obviously it's just going to be better, maybe at the end, for them just to go ahead and change their name. Kansas City Chiefs, no reason to change their name. It's not an offensive thing. It is a proud thing. It is a a, a meaning of authority, of, of a class within the tribe. Braves, listen, again, they had a logo for 30 or 40 years that was cartoonish 
and I can understand people not liking it. But the name itself is one uh, that should promote pride, not uh, not be looked at as something that is offensive towards other people as well. Those are my thoughts, and I want you to share your thoughts. You can do it on Twitter. You can do it on Facebook. You can do it on YouTube comments, however you want to, uh, and share your thoughts on team name changes and what you think about them as well. Uh, Dad, you come from a previous generation, uh, but I want to know what your thoughts are when it comes to teams changing their names because they've been told they're offensive. Well, I mean, it's it's something that's happened. I agree with you. I, I don't understand it. In most cases, I don't think it's necessary. There may be times when it when it would be. Um, and you know, back when I was growing up, there were some names that were really offensive. I know in the high school, and I won't get into it here, but in the state I grew up in, it's unbelievable when you think of what some of the nicknames were. But again, it wasn't offensive to everybody then, but it, you know, it changed. Um, I agree with you about Warriors, but you know, there is history on this. This would not be the first team that's changed the name from Warriors. I, I, I didn't understand it when Marquette did it. I didn't think that was needed to be done. Um, but they did. So, you know, anytime once something starts, um, and, and I think that's what we have to be so careful about today. You make decisions and you do it impulsively and you do it under pressure. And then all of a sudden there's a precedent set. Um, you know, you could go to Golden State and say, well, hey, Marquette had to change their name. You know, um, I, I, I try to remember when I knew about, you know, Golden State being the Warriors. Um, I remember the logo from years and years ago. It had to do with the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. When you had, you know, the, the Golden State team and Nate Thurman and guys like that, Rick Barry um, was on there, you know. Um, so I'm not sure. And I don't think it highlighted because it was trying to be offensive at all. Um, so, I mean, you know, the, the, by far what is wrong needs to be changed. But, um, you know, th- this can be carried too far. And I think that's what everyone has to be careful about. Um, and I think now when you're talking about organizations, um, Major League Baseball, the NFL, um, they have to watch what they're doing because this is going to set a precedent for everything down the line. And, um, you know, like you said, they may change it to make more money. Um, but what about the high school? Um, what about the high school that's been a certain team name? forever. Uh, They're not going to make any money by changing names or anything like that. Um, And people in those areas more than likely were not offended. Um, So I I think, you know, everybody just needs to think it through a little bit. It'll be interesting to see what Washington ends up with since they've taken so much time here, Um, probably too much time. Um, But it'll be interesting to see um, you know, what you can do. Um, but then again, names have been changed before. Um, I don't know what they've been, you know, the names that have been changed. I don't know that, you know, I'm not sure Washington Bullets was ever, intended to be, you know, um, 
no violence or, or, or all right. Sorry about the the uh, technical issues there. Uh, that's an interesting interesting term he brought up there at the end. The Washington Bullets, um, you know, them getting them changing their names because it was violent, um, you know, and you can understand that and you can appreciate people who are thinking through those things. This happens on uh, all spectrums. It's not just one side, uh, so to say, of the fight that that does this. I went to Bible college and our team. Uh, there was a division three school and our team was the crusaders and they chose the change to go away from the crusader name because of the connotation that comes with the Christian crusades and the, uh, the things that were done wrong with those back in the day. So they went and changed it to the sabers and, uh, you know, and that was fine. It's not that big of a deal. You get to rebrand. There's some fun things that come with it and things like that as well. So there's again there's nothing wrong with changing names so to say the the issue comes and dad you mentioned it impulsiveness and the one thing that the washington football team has not been has been impulsive there was years that they were trying to get snyder to change the team name and he didn't do it i always said if even if there there weren't people that were truly offended by it it made sense to for money reasons to go ahead and rebrand the team And, uh, you know, and they've got the right people in place right now in leadership positions, I think. I think they've got a good leadership structure there, um, even with Snyder there. And they've taken time to consider exactly what they want to do. I think they, they're taking advantage of the money they're making off of the Washington football team brand, do that for two years, and then rebrand to something different and make more money uh, when they rebrand again. It gives time for the, uh, the shock of the new name to kind of wear down a little bit and uh, prepare people. And when they announce whatever the name is, you're not going to please everyone. People are going to be upset. I remember when the Titans changed uh, to the Titans, there was, you know, a couple of different names out there and not everybody was happy with Titans, but give it a year or two and everybody forgets about the name controversy and, and you're back just to playing football again. Uh, but it is interesting because you have, uh, we've seen this in, in the political world with the taking down of statues. And again, there were statues that needed to be removed. I'm not against taking down some statues, but when you start getting into those things and looking into people's past, there's not a perfect person in this world. And, and you're going to find a problem with every person and with everything. There's always going to be something that links to something that you don't like. And at the end of the day, you've got to look at it and you've got to be a little bit open minded about it and just figure out, is there really anything wrong with it? And I, you know, listen again, if teams want to change their names, what do I care? It doesn't affect me whatsoever. If they can make money off of it, great. But I just, we need to get away from this. Well, because it has a tie to Native Americans, we have to get rid of it. Why? If it's not negative about Native Americans, what's the point of getting rid of it? Next thing you know, we'll not have any sports teams with any ties to the Native Americans. And then people will be offended that we're not honoring Native Americans anymore. So, we just need to calm down a little bit, take a step back, get off this train of everybody has to, to be perfect because it doesn't work that way. No one is perfect. And let's just get back. I, I'm telling you, Dad, I just want sports to be sports again. I use sports as an avenue to get away from all the other stresses of this world and just sit down for a couple hours and watch a ball game. And it seems like since, my goodness, at least since Kaepernick, but probably before then, we've not been able just to watch sports. We've uh, we've had to put up with the politicalness of it all on both sides, and we've had to put up with uh, just all this other things from society being brought into sports 
sports is supposed to unify us and what we're trying, what people are trying to do is get people to unify on their ideals as opposed to just being cheering for a team, understanding we're different and we can cheer for one team. And listen, we're not going through it all today. There are things that have been done that were wrong, things that have been done that were right, whatever, on and on we go. Uh, but I just want sports to be sports. And part of that is let's just let the teams be what they are. I, I'm perfectly fine with Redskins being gone. I understand how that can be offensive, but after that, these other team names, they're not, they're not offensive. They're, they, they can be if they're portrayed that way, but they're not. And the Warriors especially have done such a good job. I, I've never thought of the Warriors as a team that had any Native American ties. And, you know, and you mentioned it too. And, and Parker mentions it in his, uh, in his article as well. The Indians, their logo changed back in 69. And ever since then, it's basically been centered around the city of San Francisco with the one exception of the blue lightning holder guy that they had for those few years with the orange and blue uniforms. Uh, but overall, you know, I've never thought of the Golden State Warriors to having any ties to the Indians whatsoever. Uh, Native Americans, excuse me. Please don't cancel me for that. Uh, but, you know, so I just don't understand why everybody's so uptight about this. Uh, give it a break. Uh, go back to cheering and stop critiquing everything. And I think sports will get a lot better uh, from there. Those are my thoughts. Again, please feel free to share your thoughts. We have no problem with discussion. Uh, if you get ugly with it, then then we're not going to listen to you. But if you, if you want to just have a discussion, we're happy to hear you out on that as well. Make sure you go visit bellyupsports.com. You'll find the article from Parker Ainsworth there. It's also on his Twitter. Um, I actually retweeted it, so you can find it through my Twitter as well and read the article. It's a well-written article. Well done, Parker. Um, you just have a slight different of opinion uh, on, on one of the points in the article as well. All right, Dad, big news for the podcast. Uh, next week, during this time, we are going to be having an interview with the head football coach of the Indiana Hoosiers, Tom Allen. This will be a second appearance on the program. I'll be uh, recording the interview with him but playing it back for you all on Tuesday night, next Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time. We'll be on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. You can always, of course, catch it in the podcast version that comes out Tuesday evening as well. But we're excited to welcome back Tom Allen to the podcast. And um, we're going to be getting into college football, Dad, pretty soon as well, breaking down college football and preparing for that. Uh, we want to get the college football done here in July. And then in August, we'll get all in on the NFL and previewing you for that as well. All right, Dad, closing comments. What you got for me? Well, I, like I said, there, there's a lot going on. I think you were um, correct as far as the name change. I, I think it would be great if sports could get back to being sports um, and you could just watch a ball game. But like I said, I, I really think in a lot of ways the finances have changed all that. Um, it's different though. I mean, like I said, you know, you don't have trouble with some of the changes, um, over the years. I mean, you know, I remember, I don't like it when teams change colors. I don't like, <laughs> you know, have the same nickname, but change their logo. Um, and again, most of the time that's done just for financial reasons. I think it takes away, it hurts from being a fan, um, at this stage, you know, the teams I have have not had major 
changes in any of those areas. So it's easy for me to, you know, stay with that. Um, not everybody's that way, and, and, and I understand that. But um, finances, unfortunately, drives a lot of this. But you're right. Sports is still a thing in the United States where you can get away from things for a little bit um, and get immersed in something for a few hours. And then, you know, we, we go back to our regular lives, to what we need to do. But it gives you it, it gives you a chance and gives you uh, enjoyment. And it's probably been something unique with our country. And hopefully it'll stay that way. Well said. Now, you did like some uh, jersey changes for the Predators. Uh, you liked some of those, the new jerseys for the Predators. But you're right. Logos, you cheer for the Giants in baseball, the Packers in football, the Celtics in basketball. And they've pretty much been the same for quite some time now, uh, for sure. So uh, change is not always bad. Um, it's also not always good. Uh, one thing you should never change is that you listen to the Sports Stove Podcast. Make sure you tune in. We'll be back live on Thursday evening, 8 o'clock Eastern time on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. And uh, you can always catch us, of course, on the podcast versions anywhere you find your podcasts. Make sure you click the links for Skull Candy and Yeti Coolers in the podcast notes or in the YouTube video description. And just by clicking those links, it'll let people let them know that you listen to us and we'd sure appreciate it if you choose to purchase anything. If you'll use those links to purchase, it will help the podcast out. All right. We'll be back Thursday night. And thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Until next time, we'll see you around the sports stove.